0: Welcome back to part two of our two part Soccer and Snow and Smoke podcast with Betsy Dirksen, the first coach in Montana Grizzlies' soccer history. If you missed part one, where Betsy talked about her background in the game, including her All American playing career at Boston College and her path to taking the job in Missoula, you can find it on any of your favorite podcast platforms by searching Soccer and Snow and Smoke. Now, in part two, Betsy takes us through her decade long career at the University of Montana, including what it was like playing the first games in program history building a program from scratch and then dominating the first years of the Big Sky Conference, as well as beating Washington State in 2000 for a historic NCAA tournament win. My thanks, of course, to Betsy Dirksen, as well as to our sponsors, Blackfoot Communications and Zootown Sports Cards. If you're enjoying Soccer and Snow and Smoke, the podcast about soccer across the great state of Montana, please rate, review, subscribe, five stars across whichever podcast platform you're using to listen. Here's part two of Soccer and Snow and Smoke with former Montana Grizzlies soccer coach and part of the newest class in the Grizzly Athletics Hall of Fame, Betsy Dirksen. We talked a little bit about what it was like building that first team and and selling a team that had been built up out of nothing. Once you got that all handled and taken care of, what was that first season like? Maybe what even was that first game like, but what was that whole entire season like?
1: The first season was tough because we were playing at Fort Missoula. Like we didn't have the new stadium at South Campus yet. Um, And I think that was our only below 500 season. I think we ended up seven and eight in the fall of 1994, which for a brand new program that had some club soccer players on it was pretty good, but I still don't like it that we didn't, (laughs) there was that one not winning season. Right. Um, But it was tough because we we weren't, we didn't have our own stadium. It was the next season where we had had a little bit more time to grow and we had our own stadium and we had these super fans that were basically all these young men from the college that were friends with my players that started to make the game sort of fun and rowdy that we started to build our identity. So I thought the first year was a little bit tough just because we had to bus over to Fort Missoula and, we only had one recruiting class in yet, you know. And our record was seven and eight and we were just a little bit removed too removed from the campus. Yeah. I mean it was fine. It just the other years were way more fun.
0: <laughs> Did you have a tough time with the history of it too? Like this is the first time all of this is happening in the program's history. This is the first game, this is the first goal, this is the first win, first shutout, you know? But
1: I you know, I think we looked at that as a positive. You can is your glass half empty or is your glass half full or is your glass overflowing like that you know all of these firsts we just looked at that as like exciting and something to um attract people not you know we were we were super excited about it that wasn't hard that part was good that helped us I think being brand new
0: And then as you start building the program, just take me back to those years, what it was like uh, coaching again. This was still, you know, soccer was starting to grow in the United States, but still had not reached the heights that it had today. What were those years like as you started to build the team? And, of course, you guys started to have success after that first year really early.
1: You know, it was fun. If I look back on those years, I just think like, What a joy it was that we got to travel around all over the West region of the United States, representing the University of Montana. And I had all these just like bright, young, happy, healthy, motivated, funny young women that I got to mentor. And um, we were, we were having some success. So the team just had a lot of positive energy and then, like I said, like, the town of Missoula supported us well. So it felt just we had momentum. Yeah. Momentum might be a good word to explain it or positive energy. But it just, a lot of the young women were just so fresh and alive and fun. Like I just, I remember like being on a airplane traveling with the team and we had this, uh, Maggie Carey was just so funny and she would entertain us like she'd stand up with the flight attendants and she'd do like the flight attendant uh, what, what, what would you call what they say at the beginning of a flight and sometimes the flight attendants would like let her join in with them because she was doing it so perfectly like we just had a lot of laughter together.
0: Did you have to sell the program at all to the people of Missoula or was the fan base there right away?
1: I didn't feel like I had to sell the program um it seemed to just grow organically that people started coming like those crisp fall Friday afternoons and you'd see moms, you know, going down South, South Avenue, pushing their rollers and coming into the games and sitting on the grass. And like I said, there was these super fans, these young men that were my players friends that were rowdy. And then you had some of the, just the soccer hardcore people like Gary Stein and uh, Jeff Birnbaum, you know, like that, like Missoula is a soccer town. So you had all of the people that play the, OED adult soccer in Missoula. Like it it was a diverse group of people that would come to the games, but it seemed like we, once we had our own stadium that was closer to downtown Missoula, it seemed like we grew our fan base pretty easily. I just, I remember having like, 500 rowdy people there on Friday afternoons and that was really fun and my players would do like these post goal celebrations that would really like make everyone laugh and get excited and yeah so i mean i know grizz basketball the lady grizz basketball had bigger crowds than that but for women's soccer back in the day that was those were good sized crowds that we would sometimes be able to draw and i didn't have to work for it i know that i did those grizz tuesday luncheons for the university and That was always a lot of fun, too. The public would come listen to us coaches speak, and I'd always have to follow. Or no, I was before Don Reed, the the football coach, right? Um, So there'd be a lot of people there to hear about football, but then I'd talk, and I think it helped them get interested about women's soccer as well. I mean, the university did a good job promoting us, I'd say.
0: Betsy Dirksen, who was the first head coach in Montana Grizzlies soccer history, a program that's proven to be one of the most successful at the University of Montana, certainly... Betsy Dirksen started that tradition of success at the University of Montana. It's continued on. Who else do you remember from those those first years? I know Karen Hardy was one of the first really great players in Big Sky Conference soccer history. But who else do you remember from those first years?
1: Well, so, well so I, I do think Karen Hardy and Courtney Matheson, maybe both. We would have to check this. But I think the two of them still lead. Um, the program in uh, points, like goals and assist points. I think they're still the top two leading scorers in the team history after 25 years. So yeah, you have to um, mention those two. And then Lisa Oyen was a great leader of our defense and a captain. And then after that, we had that incredible duo. Um, Karen Hardy played with Sarah Overgag and those two played so well together. Natalie Hiller was probably one of the best um, goalkeepers we ever had in that 2000 team where we won a game in the national tournament. Natalie was the starting goalkeeper. She's a Missoula native and um, she was the goalkeeper that helped us win that game along with Shannon Forslund. Shannon Forslund was probably the best all around soccer player ever at the University of Montana under my tenure. She's the one who scored the goal against Washington state in that game in the snow to help us, win a game in the national tournament and advance to the second round. Shannon was just always so humble and so hardworking, really like a special person, like the ideal athlete who had no ego in it for herself. She was a true team player. I would put her up there on my list of like all time favorite people to have on your team. Maggie Carey brought such a great sense of humor and laughter to the team, Margot Tuss, Michelle, M- Michelle Badilla was from Whitefish. And when I first saw that girl jump, I was just like, oh, my gosh, she just jumped, like, three feet in the air. Just a great athlete, but also a great leader. Like, for a coach to have great leaders, and I'm thinking of, like, Michelle, I'm thinking of Natalie Hiller, I'm thinking of Shannon Forslund. Like, there's some leaders, that Lisa Oyen, too, that just help you so much to grow a young program. So those are some of the names that I remember.
0: Were you able to keep recruiting across the entire Pacific Northwest? I mean, going into Washington, going into Oregon, were you able to keep selling the same things as as the program grew to to players that you wanted to bring in?
1: Well, it did. I think it hurt our recruiting when um, Leslie Gallimore then became the head coach at University of Washington. And I forget what year she started there, but she was a great coach and um a difficult opponent to recruit against because she, when she came in at UW, she started scooping up some of the players that we had been able to get. So we did develop some competition when she took over at UW. Um, So then we had to expand into California when, when that occurred, but we still predominantly just stayed West coast.
0: How much did you see in those years Soccer changed. You must have been tuned into it because you were recruiting all of these girls coming out of high school, and throughout those years, that's sort of the the time period that soccer exploded in the United States. What did what did you see as somebody who was recruiting all of that?
1: Right. Yeah. You know, um, one thing that I did was I got involved with the Olympic Development Program and became like the U seventeen assistant coach um, for the ODP program to try to help us. Um, tap into that next higher level of player. And yeah, I mean, I remember there were some kids that I tried to recruit, like for example, Justy Baumgart, when I first saw her play, I was just amazed at what, you know, how good she was. And she ended up going to the University of Portland, but just like, the, you're right. The level of player during my time of coaching collegiately really got better and got better and got better, but it's still doing that. Like even the kids that I'm coaching at patio right now, like what some of these 10 year olds can do and they you know they're exposed to playing like now indoor and futsal and street soccer. Like their skillfulness is just becoming even better than what, you know, like take a great U S national team player right now, take a Sam Mule's. Like, I'm wondering, you know, some of the 10-year-olds now are ahead of what Sam Pius was when she was 10-year-old. Like, it, it continues to improve. Just women's sports as a whole continue to improve. There's better coaching. There's better facilities. There's more opportunities. So it's really been fun to be a part of just that whole progress for female athletes. <laughs>
0: Soccer and Snow and Smoke is brought to you in part by Blackfoot Communications. Stay connected with Blackfoot Communications, whatever your internet and phone needs, whether they're business or personal. Go to goblackfoot.com to see how they can help you stay connected. And if you're a small business, see how they can help you grow your business with their Connect to More program. That's goblackfoot.com. Thank you to Blackfoot Communications. Thank you as well to our other sponsor and Zootown Sports Cards, Missoula's hub for all things sports card and memorabilia collecting, located in the Stevens Center at 2100 Stevens Avenue. Nice and central to everything in the Garden City and with a great collection of sports cards for you to peruse, whether you're looking for packs or for singles. Still running our Soccer and Snow and Smoke podcast special at Zootown Sports Cards. Go down there and let them know that you heard about them on the podcast. They'll hook up a special deal for you. I've got to get down there myself to see how their inventory's changed. It's always changing, always new stuff to look at. That Zootown Sports Cards, 2100 Stevens Avenue in the Stevens Center. Big thanks to both of our sponsors. Now back to soccer and snow and smoke. Well, and as you mentioned earlier, we're seeing younger and younger players enter the NWSL and, and sign with teams like Angel City and, and sign with teams like San Diego and start their careers yeah. when they're they're 15 or 16.
1: Yes, and think about that. Like I, I never was able to watch any soccer on TV, let alone women's soccer on TV. Or some of the girls I coach, they go to they have Angel FC season tickets. Like what that does for a young person to like have that role model right there in front of them. Like me growing up, I watched the Minnesota Vikings. Right. And I wanted to be Ahmad Rashad, the wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings because that was the only role model athletically I could find. That was something like myself. Like now that these young girls, they get to go see live women's soccer being played by women who are getting like, they can dream that dream of being a pro player. Like it, what that does to a young person's mind, we don't, you know, I think we can all fathom that that's going to make the next generation even better.
0: Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. It's Betsy Dirksen, who is the first head coach of Montana Grizzlies women's soccer history. She joined the program when it was just getting started as a varsity program in 1994 Coached them through 2003 recently been elected to the montana athletics hall of fame uh where she will officially be inducted at the banquet this october the last thing that i really want to ask you about just thinking back to it is you've mentioned it a couple times that washington state game in 2000 you guys make it to the ncaa tournament you beat washington state one to nothing uh the program's first and i think still only win in ncaa tournament history what was that game like, just as the experience of going through it, and then also what that meant for the program going forward?
1: Well, the game was so fun because we woke up that morning, and you know we're in a hotel room, and you open the blinds, and there had just been a presidential election. I President was just named president, but I can't remember. But that meant it was, what, early November? But we look outside, and there's snow on the ground. Hold on, i got to close the window here. Um, there's like a lot of snow on the ground. We did not know that was going to happen. And so we didn't know if the game was going to be played, but sure enough, they shoveled the field and um, we played the game. And even though it was an away game, I'd say maybe it was to our advantage because we just had us Montana kids, you know? And so we, we, we fought really, really hard. And the goal that Shannon Forsen scored was amazing. Like, she truly dribbled the whole field all by herself. And then Natalie Hiller made some crazy saves. And it was so exciting to win that game. And uh, we, then we went on to play University of Washington in the second round. And they smacked us 5-0. And I remember all these details so well, like it was just yesterday. But it gave us just this feeling like, hey, we belong here. You know, we're not just some small town program. Like we 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 belong. We're one of I think we're one of the top. Is it 64 teams that make it to the tournament? So we're one of the top 32 teams still standing. Right. That was a lot of fun. Just a great a great memory.
0: Well, a lot of great memories in Betsy Dirksen's tenure as the head coach of the Montana Grizzlies soccer team. As I mentioned, joined the program when it was not a program at all. In 1994, there was a club team at the University of Montana. That was the year they became a varsity program. Betsy stayed with the Grizzlies for 10 years up until 2003, won a lot of conference championships, won a lot of games, and as we mentioned, just won a game in the NCAA tournament, which is a huge accomplishment for a program of this stature. She's getting officially inducted into the Montana Athletic Hall of Fame this October Betsy, anything else that you want to mention or, or talk about this time? I'd, I'd love to have you back on at some point, but anything else that you really want to mention before I get you out of here?
1: Yes. The one thing I want to mention is just how honored I am to be in the Hall of Fame. I'd never, ever expected that. It was such a surprise. But, like, I don't, you know, I had such a great experience in the state of Montana, in the city of Missoula specifically at the University of Montana, both the people that I worked with, like Marie Porter, she was my boss. She was the senior women's administrator. She's so wise and intelligent, like getting to work with Robin Selvig, who would sometimes give me really good advice when I needed it. Just like to get to be a part of the University of Montana was such a joy and honor. and Moreover, getting to work with all of those young female athletes, just getting to to be a part of their lives, like what a joy, what a blessing that was. So I'm just grateful to the University of Montana for the experience.
0: There you go. That's Betsy Dirksen, the first ever coach in Montana Grizzlies soccer history. Joining us on Soccer in Snow and Smoke Big thanks to Betsy. Big thanks as well to all of our listeners. Huge thanks to our sponsors, Zootown Sports Cards, as well as Blackfoot Communications. We've got plenty more soccer and snow and smoke coming up for you this summer. We'll continue to bring you interviews with some of the great figures around the state of Montana in the game. For Betsy, I'm Andrew Houghton. This has been Soccer and Snow and Smoke. Thank you for listening.